Hey, hey friends, it's Kimberly here with Specialty Care Management and Reiki and Coaching. So Paul Wilson got me thinking about this topic. And you know, especially I find as we head into Q4, I don't know about you, but it it it's felt like a really busy year. And I can definitely feel it from our perspective and I can definitely feel this ramp up um, that's occurring for many of the people that we serve as well. And um, it got me thinking about, especially this, this question um, that was posed by Paul Wilson and his team at Benefits Pro uh, about really what is it that help, when you think about energy and teams and work, what's the differentiating factor? Why will some teams march into the fire and they bring out what they don't even have they bring it with such excellent and fervor and zeal and there's nothing they won't do for each other. What makes the difference? Simon Sinek talks about this concept a lot. And when he does, he talks about military stories. And of course, I coming from a military background, I can totally appreciate that. I had to live with the people I worked with. We were out at sea and if something crazy happened, it was us, right? So there's a difference in the energy that a team brings to each other and to the marketplace when they have that kind of, hey, it's us, right? And I think it really stems from this concept, and Simon Sinek talks about it a lot, servant leadership. So and to illustrate this point, I have two stories to share. One, and, and of course these are all personal and I'm not going to share names, but I will share, these are probably stories you can relate to. I once worked at a hospital where the nurse manager um, definitely had hierarchies. So in other words, she would sometimes say things like, my CNA will get that. My LPN will get that. My such and such, they were, right? It was, that attitude definitely came through to customers, to patients, and to staff. We once had a night shift where, actually, I was out of town. It wasn't me. I was out of town, and the nurse that was supposed to come on, there were three, three nurse supervisors, <clears throat> and so there were just three of us. I was out of town. The nurse supervisor who was supposed to come on, her husband had a massive heart attack and was actually heart flighted, and she obviously went with him. Um, and so the nurse supervisor who was on um, could not be relieved. So naturally, she called the supervisor. Now, she's been on shift for about 13 hours by this point. She called the, the clinic manager, the nurse manager of that floor of the hospital, who said, I don't do nights. And she let this nurse supervisor pull a 25-hour shift. Now, you ask me. How is her team going to work for you? I'll tell you, I didn't stay there very long after that. Um, it's a horrible thing to do, not only for the nurse, but to the patients who are on that floor. Would you want a nurse taking care of your loved one with somebody who hasn't slept in more than 25 hours, 26, 27 hours? Mm -mm. Nope. Will her team march into the fire with her? Nope. It's every dog for themselves in that kind of a unit. Conversely, I also once worked with a department of a hospital <clears throat> where this nurse manager, one of the finest uh, women or nurses 
I've ever worked for. You can tell I love her because it makes me tear up when I think about her. She has sacrificed. I'll not only say she served her team, she sacrificed a lot for her team. I watched her sometimes. She took over two departments of a hospital, busy departments. She managed two departments of a hospital. She would not only pull a full day, I'd see her come in to, to do her managerial duty. She'd be in sometimes at five o'clock in the morning. Now, some days she'd get to leave at 2.30 or 3, but she was there. <clears throat> Not only there, when her staff were exhausted, short-staffed, sick, whatever, had some crises come up, even after working a full day, she would take a busy night call shift. And people don't typically die during business hours. They die in the wee hours of the morning. She walked into the fire for her staff. Now, I'll tell you, even those of us who don't work for her today, she could call me in a moment and I would do anything for her. Sorry. <laughs> we would do anything for her because she was there for us. That's the kind of team that will serve not only you with zeal, they'll bring it when they don't have anything left to give. They'll bring it not only for you, but they'll bring it for your customers. And you will stand out in the marketplace. You don't buy that with a gift card. You don't throw some party. Now, th those are all great. I'm not saying don't do those things. But I'm saying that when the chips are down and it's tough, the servant leader will win out over any gimmick, any ploy, any tactic, any card, any wonderful sentiment, any accolade. That servant leadership will win out every time. That's my hope for you today. Serve. And I don't think that that kind, of, that kind of loyalty and drive has to come from the top. Now, well, actually, let me rephrase that. It has to come from the top. But it doesn't have to only come from the top. And what I have found in organizations who function like that, and I have those same feelings for people I served in the military with. They could call me like that and I'll be there. And I haven't seen them for 30 years, right? But it has to come from the top. But when it does come from the top, you'll find it'll come from everywhere in the organization. You won't have to ask team members to pitch in and help each other. They will. They won't be fighting over accounts. I'll tell you that. They'll share accounts. They'll pitch in. They'll bring somebody else along. They'll lift and inspire and motivate. And together, your team will rise to a level of excellence that couldn't happen.